0: Like, I am not my company. I am Dustin. You know, I'm a father. I am an entrepreneur. I am this all, all these titles that we have. But, you know, I am me. And so I was really lost in the world. And so my, my kick in the gut moment was this whole giving it all up, letting go of good as the famous line goes so that I could step into my new greatness.
1: What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance on your way to having more, and more importantly, being more. And here at Men of Abundance, we do that in a couple of ways. Primarily, I have conversations with other amazing abundant leaders in the community around the world who are, in fact, living their version of a life of abundance and somehow paying it forward to their community and in some cases the world. All of our featured guests share their kick in the gut moment, you know that moment that literally took you to your knees. They share that and then they share what they learned from that experience and what they've been able to do with that information. Now those episodes post during the week usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays once in a while I throw in an extra one just because I'm generous like that and I like sharing these abundant conversations And because I have so many conversations with so many amazing people, I just have to get their message out as early as possible. And then every Friday is a solo conversation. Well, it's just me talking to myself in most cases. Uh, It feels that way sometimes. But I know that you're getting something out of it already because I've already gotten the feedback from our Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery where I'm sharing with you business strategies and mindset strategies specifically for you to excel in your life. And these are all based off of my personal experience and experiences that I've had with other people that I've had conversations with And that episode is usually about maybe 15 or 20 minutes, but it is jam-packed full of strategies and information for you to implement that day. So ensure that you subscribe to Men of Abundance on your favorite podcast player so that you don't miss one single episode. And be abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward by sharing Men of Abundance with whoever you come in contact with. Do not judge. You never know who's going to need this kind of information. I assure you, they will thank you for it. And I've got one more favor to ask of you, and that is, if you could please go into iTunes and leave a rating and review, I really want to know your feedback from the conversations, and I'd really like your feedback on the Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery episode that's coming out every Friday. I'm asking this of you because I want to ensure that I am delivering the best quality conversations, and the best quality information and useful information that you can implement in your life and business. And I greatly appreciate your time and your feedback. So the way I got connected with our featured guest today is a unique story, I believe so anyway, because most of the guests that I talk to, most of the amazing people that I get an opportunity to have conversations with for Men of Abundance, are either suggestions from past guests or other amazing people that I've had conversations with. Some are referred to me by agencies like Interview Valet, Zippy Content, or Interview Connections. And others are people that either I've read their books or I've seen them on Facebook or social media or read about them in the news, and I reach out to them personally and invite them onto the show. But the way I got connected with our future guests today is completely different, and we talk about it in the conversation, so I'm not going to spill it here. Just know this, when you're out in public, you never know who you're sitting next to. So it's important to me to have a conversation with people, and generally what I ask is, what do you do to contribute to humanity? It's a different question that most people are used to getting, like what do you do or where are you from, the typical question that kind of breaks the ice in that regard. And it gets the person you're having a conversation with to really kind of think about what do they do to contribute to humanity, not what their job title is, but what do they actually do. Anyway, give it a try sometime. I think you're going to enjoy it. Our featured guest today is the Chief Education Officer at WealthFit, and WealthFit is a company that is disrupting the financial education space and leading ordinary people to lives of wealth. Along with many best-selling books, our featured guest is the host of the popular Get Fit Wealth show. He has interviewed and shared the stage with athletes, business celebrities, movie producers, and titans of business such as Donica Patrick, Cal Ripken Jr., Kevin Harrington, Robert Kiyosaki, Jesse Itzler, Shannon Miller, Dave Meltzer and many others. His ventures have been featured by Forbes, Entrepreneur, USA Today, and Inc. Magazine. He has also received recognition by the United States Patent and Trademark Office for codifying a process for creating and selling products and services, Irresistible Offer Architecture. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Dustin Matthews. Dustin, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How you doing?
0: Man, I'm fired up. Thanks for having me.
1: Man, I'm super excited. Guys, this is a completely different um, conversation here. It's going to be much like others because Dustin is just another amazing, abundant leader uh, with a very unique background. But what's so unique about Dustin is I, and I is the way that we met. And um, when I was in Hawaii for the last eight, eight or 10 months, about 10 months without my family, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I decided I wanted to meet new people by driving Uber and Lyft. Dustin was one of the Two thousand some odd people that I happened to pick up, and we just connected in the very short few minutes that we was in the truck together. And man, it was just amazing, Dustin.
0: Absolutely, Uh, I can't say that has happened a great deal. And uh, and I know this is a show about abundance and and flow, and so uh, I'm just grateful and fortunate that it did. And ever since it has, I've been connecting with people. And, you know, creating relationships. And it's, it's been quite interesting and fascinating. So I'd like to think like you were the start of it because I kind of got out of my own shell, uh, kind of find my new way in life and, and sort of, you know, shared it with you. And things have started opening up big time.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And as we were talking, um, the the thing that really got our conversation going, I said, I think I mentioned podcasts or something. I often do. And uh, I mentioned Men of Abundance. And um, and then he started talking about this dude that we both know, Chris Kramitzos, who had already been on my show, who I actually connect with. I'm going to be with here in a couple of weeks, or actually next week, because he has the uh, podcast meetup here in Florida. Then Dustin starts talking about you know, yeah, I worked with Dan Kennedy and we wrote this book together. And then what was really cool was I'm I'm here back in Florida and I get this book in the mail and I start reading oh, it. Yeah. And, and it was, what was it? No BS. Um, I don't have it right. It's on my bookshelf. I can't reach it.
0: Yeah, they got uh, No BS Guide to Powerful presentation. That's it.
1: That's it. And it was perfect timing for me because I was really wanting to increase and you know, improve my presentation skills and whatnot, and I knew that this would be excellent. It was right on time, and I get like halfway through this book, and I'm like – this is freaking brilliant. I know Dan Kennedy, who's this Dustin guy. And <laughs> I kid you not, this is, I mean, I just completely forgot about it. And I go look you up. And as soon as I saw your picture, I was like, Oh my God, I know this guy, you know? So <laughs> it was just amazing, man. Just a great uh, relationship that we developed. And I developed many relationships, quite frankly, through that whole experience of, of, um, Rideshare.
0: Absolutely. I, I, you know, I tell people now that I'm a host of a, of a show as well. And before I was like, what do I say? I always, it was, it's always hard for the entrepreneur to like figure out like what you're going to say to like mass America. And so, uh, I've been taking a page out of your book and and letting people know about the show and and people are fascinated and it's opened up to a a whole bunch of interesting conversations. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great show too. I've been tuning in myself. Now, before we get too much into our conversation, which we already have, but that's okay. I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, brother. What do you have to be grateful for today?
0: I'm grateful for being alive, for breathing. Uh, I'm grateful for so many different things. My family, uh, being alive, of course. And I after that is this path of growth and expansion for me. So the the fact that there are people out there like you, Wally, that are sharing information, that are sharing stories, motivating and inspiring people. I'm incredibly fortunate and grateful to be part of that circle, learning from others, sharing information. And for me, it it is a very, very awesome high uh, for me um, because there's just so much to absorb. And the more you know, I figure out that I know the more I realize I don't know. And that's cool and freeing it away.
1: Yeah. And you've had some really amazing people on your show. And we'll get more to that in a minute. But the whole process of me having my show. Listening to podcasts is great because it really lifts me up, but at least twice a week, I get a chance to have a conversation every Tuesday and Thursday that are scheduled and once in a while, more or less, but generally two times a week, I get to have these amazing conversations and I learn so much from every single one of them and I just get lifted up to, it's just amazing to be able to have this opportunity. I'm super blessed to be able to do that. And the other thing about us meeting and when I realized who you were, I remember that you had lived in Florida at the time that we met. And then I contact you and you're like, dude, I'm no longer in Florida. So where are you at in the
0: world today? <laughs> That's right. I'm in I'm in San Diego. So I've lived in Florida most of my life in in Tampa, St. Petersburg, if people are interested, and basically picked up and left after being there for for quite some time to pursue an opportunity. And so that brought me to San Diego. And uh, I think it's interesting and fascinating. It brings me to Hawaii from uh, you know time to time. So I think it's it's kind of interesting how our our journeys have intertwined here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when I picked you up that day, you was literally just down the street from the house I was living in at the time. So it was really (laughs) cool, man. Really cool. So how would you describe yourself, Dustin?
0: A student of the game? Uh, I'm sure you want something deeper than that, I suspect. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Okay. How would I describe myself? Really a a student of life. Early on, I got motivated by Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Have you ever read that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've read most of them.
0: Yeah. I, when I, well, it's funny. When I got the first book, I be, it opened up my eyes to to what I thought would would be real estate, um, and and like you, I got that book, and I remember dating a girl at the time, and uh, we we had a long drive, and I was more interested in the book. This isn't a great a great mm-hmm. story, but this is how much it consumed me because, uh, you know, when I got. When I came out of school, I didn't really know what I was gonna do I Was kind of lost in the world And so I read this book and it opened me up to entrepreneurship and then I went and bought all the other books and so um, You know sort of long story short, short is uh the girl ends up breaking up with me and rightly so because I was consumed I was fascinated by this this information and um, it set me on a whole nother path And so I've been following that path and essentially it comes down to what gets people to take action and Wally, early on, it was marketing. I, I read it, my mentor Dan Kennedy, who I'd, I'd write the book with, you know, 12 years later. He he opened up my eye, uh, world my eyes to this idea of marketing and that we can put words on paper We can say words into a microphone We can do videos and all the other things that we do put put it in you know a newspaper Put it in an email and we can get people to do things and, and, and you know when people hear that line uh, Sometimes they feel oh well, you know like that that seems you know a little a little weird and you know Obviously there's good and there's bad for it and obviously yeah. we're here to focus on the good but at the end of the day It's how do we motivate people to take action? And so really me, who I am and and what I'm fascinated by are how do we get people to take better actions in life, whether it's financially uh, to increase their wealth, whether that's through fitness, whether that's through relationships. And so that's been like my driving force ever since I came across it is, is how do you get someone to take a great, healthy action?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, a lot of guys do take that the wrong way. Exactly what you said, you know, like the book Del Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Somebody would look at that and say, Well, why would you wanna influence people? Well, it's you're you're thinking about it the way you would probably want to do it. (laughs) That's my experience. I'm thinking of it in another way in that I wanna influence people to take make healthy decisions in their life and make healthy change in their life, i.e you know, stop smoking, stop drinking, sex addictions, uh, you know, so on and so forth, these type of things and buy into what I'm selling, you know, buy into my, my idea, my thought process, but not in a manipulative, man, manipulative way that's harmful, but in a way that is going to be of greater good.
0: I'm I'm completely with you. Kind of an, another way that I've seen it as well. And this is what's so fascinating for their journey. I never wanted to be a leader early on. I just wanted to make lots of money or you know win the game that I was mm-hmm. playing. And so as I've grown uh being a leader of myself, being a leader of my family and then being a leader of the community that I am in and that's in you know here at Wealthfit. And so I ever so more am realizing that it's just really about leadership. So you may call it influence. Other people call it different words. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how can I show up and be the best person so that I can inspire people to do things like they probably weren't going to do that day or motivate them? Now, you may say that's influence. You may say that's being a good leader. You may say that's being a good shepherd. You know, it, it I the more and more I'm finding people just have different words of describing essentially a lot of the same actions. And so Whatever your word is, uh, that's what we want you to uh, subscribe to and you know, get you into action doing the things that you should be doing uh, to get what you want.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because so many people know what they want. They just don't know how to take the action to make that happen or even to make themselves take that action. It's interesting what you just said because you, know, you said in the beginning that you really just wanted to make a whole lot of money, and that was me for sure. That's part mm-hmm. of my whole journey of this men of abundance journey and the, living an abundant lifestyle and my message. And ironically enough, I have right here on Canva, I use Canva a lot to make memes and I'm getting ready to post this one today. <laughs> and it says, what you get will never make you happy long term. You have to be who, who you have to become to get what you deserve will give you happiness for a lifetime. And that's basically what you just said is, you know, you're the, who you became along the journey is ultimately what you just, you know, what, what's going to make you happy.
0: That's it's a hundred percent true, and I, yeah, you realizing it, I'm realizing it. It's it's really about the journey that I'm super fascinated with, and and who you become. And yes, it's nice to have great things, but I actually don't even care about nice things. Uh, I only care about. I should take that back. I care about it for my family, right? Like I want them to have it, but then I also realize the fallacy in that is like at the end of the day, my family doesn't want nice things. They just want quality time. They want to grow as people as well. They might not term it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, But that's at the end of the day, that's what we all want is that connection, that growth, you know, whether that's in a family setting, you know, work setting, a business, a community, you know, on and on and on. So, yeah, I'm just in agreement.
1: It's, yeah, it's all about the experiences, man. That's what lasts long term. Absolutely. So, Dustin, you know, I like to get into this kick in the gut moment. I always ask for a kick in the gut moment because so many people, so many men, they have these kick in the gut moments. And this is why I like to engage with a lot of guys, because I see that they're kicked and they're down. And I know they had a kick in the gut moment that they have not been able to recover from. And some of us who have kick in the gut moments, we are able to overcome that. And then sometimes it even changes the trajectory of our life and makes us, puts us on a path we hadn't even considered uh, that we'd be on. So if you would, share a kick in the gut moment with us and really make us feel that. And then we're going to kind of get into the enough is enough moment, and what you learned from that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how much time do we have, Wally?
1: Well, just rock on, brother. We just
0: <laughs> let it go. <laughs> All right. So I, I feel like this may be unusual and it's the mission that I'm up to in this, in this world right now. And it's sharing my story, which, which I will do here in a second because I, I think a lot of people, desire to have, especially in the business community, uh, or the entrepreneurial community, you desire to, to build a business, maybe sell it off one day and get like, you know, a nice multiple or, or, or be able to retire. And so this essentially is my story. So back about nine years ago, ten nine and a half nine and a half years ago, I started a little company called speaking empire with a, uh, another uh, founder. And it was an amazing ride. Uh, we would travel to, uh, the Netherlands to Russia, giving seminars and, Uh, training the world on basically how to communicate better through public speaking or webinars and and all sorts of sorts of things. And we worked with a lot of, you know, name people that you would know that are on TV, people that you wouldn't know that are quietly making, you know, a fortune in their niche all through the power uh, of speaking and doing, you know, seminars to educate or get clients. And, you know, nine years was quite a ride. And so I remember towards the end, this was, this was my baby. This was something I founded. The kick in the gut moment was realizing when my grandmother died and it, it made me slow down. And she, she passed away and I was inspired. I, I was really moved to get up there and contribute. Now I had no plans to talk and and give a, a eulogy or anything like that. They were just asking family members to to do it. And so for some reason I got up there and obviously, you know, I know how to speak and whatnot, but it wasn't, about that, I mean, this was family that you know there was no business to be had. But for some reason, I got up there and I shared you know, the three things that I admired most about uh, about grandma. And afterwards, it, during and afterwards, I just sort of like realized like, is this the path that I want to be on? And so it's a weird kick in the gut, and and maybe that's not the true kick in the gut. But in that moment, I started to question a lot of different things. And, and Wally, there were signs earlier that year. People would randomly come up to me and they would say, Dustin, um, you know, if you want to leave, you know, we truly support you. And I'm like, what do you mean leave? Like, leave my company? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, like, I'm not an employee. Like, I I co-created this, you know, like I founded this, like I'm a founder. And so I was like, man, I I just didn't understand what they were saying. So I just filed it away and I I smiled at them and uh, I said, thank you. And, you know, I appreciate that and i just i just didn't understand and so there were signs i just wasn't ready for them and so in that moment uh, when grandmother passes just shortly after i look at my life and i i asked this question i said do i want to be here in a year and the answer was was no and i said wow and i'm like you know all the self chatter you can't leave like you created this like this is your ticket out like you can sell this thing and like you can't leave you created it and what are you going to do now all that stuff that that comes up and so in, I'll say it was my kick-in-the-gut process, but maybe not moment. I essentially decide to leave. And I tell my, my partner, and, and, and I say, listen, you've got to buy me out. And so essentially we negotiate a way out. And after that, Wally, I was happy but lost. And the reason why I was happy was, it was right around October, right around when the holidays kick in. And so I got two young boys and, you know, we started carving pumpkins cause I had all this free time and we were building sandcastles and we were, um, you know, I was baking pumpkin muffins, even though I'm not like a cook or anything. I just was like, I should try this. And so right after that, like it was great and blissful, but then January came around and I started to get this itch I wanted to create again, but I was lost. My ego was attached to I am, you know, this former company speaking empire. You know, I am the guy that wrote this book with Dan Kennedy, and I no longer had that. I no longer had this vehicle. And so I was really lost. I was really depressed. I remember fighting with the missus, my wife, and just over stupid stuff. I was drinking uh, because I just, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't, my ego, and that was been a big learning lesson is like, I am not my company. I am Dustin. You know, I'm a father. I am an entrepreneur. I am this, all, all these titles that we have, but you know, I am me. And so I was really lost in the world. And so my, my kick in the gut moment was this whole giving it all up. Letting go of good, as the famous line goes, so that I could step into my new greatness. And it's hard because I was comfortable. I was making money. You know, I had the the white picket fence house, literally a white picket fence. We built this house in in St. Petersburg, and uh, everything was great. And so for me, I essentially gave it all up and moved my family to San Diego to pursue a new opportunity. But through that. There were lots of kick in the guts moments because I was questioning who I was and and how I was going to provide for my family.
1: Well, yeah, thanks for sharing all that. I mean, it's it's really interesting that the guys that you hung around with at the time and that were on your team, I'm guessing, were super intuitive because as a coach is and as a mentor and as what you'll get in a mastermind group, guys, is you'll get guys who see things in you that you don't even see yourself. And they obviously saw that you was kind of checking out uh, at some point because you and I had this conversation once before. And I recall, and I was recalling that at the time that you didn't even, you were like, what do you mean? This is my company. Where, where am I going to, why am I going to go somewhere? <laughs> but they right. were seeing it in you. They were seeing like, look, you're checked out, man. You know, it's just your, your passion's not there anymore. So that's, that's interesting. I find that very interesting, number one. And then guys, so many of us, you know, when I separated from the military, uh, it was like, I was master Sergeant Carmichael and it was a little bit easier to transition for me because I literally went back to work in the same building, even at the same desk that I worked at when I was on active duty, but I was a civilian and everybody still referred to me as, or many still referred to me as master Sergeant Carmichael. And I didn't really lose that identity, but so many guys do in the sports, um, you know, the, um, the sports industry or whatever it is, whatever it is that you do, if something changes drastically and that is no longer who you are or what you do, then you have to transition. And that is hard for a lot of guys to do.
0: Amen. I'm with you. And that's, uh, it's not, it's not, it's, it's hard. It's not easy to let go, especially if you've been, you're comfortable and life is good. And, you know, everything like has sort of built up to this point, at least in your head mentally, it's hard to let go of that, to step into that next level, which, which is greatness. And yeah, it's a very tricky thing. And and that's why I like to share the message because I know it wasn't easy. And I probably heard that message at some point through the way but I wasn't like accepting of it and so all I could do is keep putting it out and when people are ready to hear it it's going to land and it will help them on their path.
1: Yeah. So obviously you did. Obviously you moved on. I'm looking at your website here dustinmatthews.com. Are you kidding me, brother? This is I mean you <laughs> are larger than life on this on this website. Just a beautiful site. Let's talk about that. Where are you at now? What are you doing?
0: Uh so w- uh, so what's interesting so to kind of like bring people out of like, well, what, how, how did you, how did you get here? Um, so what happened was I had a coach at the time, even though I was out of business, like I was no longer in business. I still kept a coach and I always had my wife. And, and, and while I like to, I like to say this, I think women or spou- your spouse, the person that you're with has incredible intuition. Like obviously they live with you and, and, and I'm only speaking for myself, but, but, and, and maybe some of the guys, sometimes we're a little hard headed. And, and, you know, like, don't listen. And so my (laughs) wife told me and knew I should have left many years ago. Mm. However, it took my coach telling me an outsider, someone detached to do it. And what's funny is like, my wife is free, right? Like she's got free advice Mm -hmm. for me. Right. But you know, you get what you pay for, right? You're not, if you don't like feel the pain a little bit, like, you know, then you you don't appreciate it as much. And so I got to tell you
1: right there, man, there's, I can't tell you, I I lost count of the times that I come home (laughs) and I say, baby, this, this, and this. And she's like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) I told you (laughs) that years ago, or even just last week, but somebody, I got to hear it from somebody else, man. It's just like our kids. They got to hear it from somebody else.
0: Yeah. I, I give them our spouses credit because they have the patience, uh, you know, and I can only speak for guys My myself. Mm -hmm. I'm very hard headed and I'm, I I used to be very hard headed and now I'm becoming less and less so and, and, and being coming more in tune with that. And so So essentially, through this process, I had a coach and I had my wife telling me that I should make a list of people to call. And so I did. And I I took Dexter's chalkboard. Now, the perfectionist in me was like, I need to go buy a whiteboard and like all the reasons why I shouldn't do this. And I don't have their phone numbers and it needs to be organized. Maybe I should do it in a spreadsheet, all that nonsense. So essentially, Dexter had a chalkboard. That's my son in his room. And so I made a list on the chalkboard in the house of all these names of people to call. And so in January, I started calling everybody and just checking in with the world. What's going on out there? And that's when I called one of the names on the list, and it was Andy Proper, who is the founder of uh, of WealthFit. And he said, hey, this is what we're doing. And I said, wow, you know, I really wish I had made better investments along the way because Wally, as I had mentioned, I I hustled hard nine years at Speaking Empire. I grew it and I didn't get the big payday like you see in the movies or that you read about in TechCrunch where, you know, you know, I cash out for a 10 times multiple or, you know, I, I build the next unicorn. That didn't happen for me. And that doesn't happen for a lot of people, despite these stories that we keep reading, you know, of these famous founders. And I said, gosh, I wish I had made smart. I wish I had made more investment decisions along the way because my investment was all in this company sweat equity money into the company and it didn't get the return that I wanted it to and I should have been looking at other things along the way you talk about it this is an abundant world you don't have to choose or why not choose and and so that really is my mission and what I'm up to is making uh, founders making people that want to start a business just more aware yes hustle hard do your business, become a coach or whatever it is that you want to do in this world, but also look at the investment world, stocks, real estate, other things that can bring you wealth and actually can help you and kind of float you when you start your next company or your next venture. And so that was sort of my transition into what I'm doing now, which is finding the world's best trainers when it comes to creating wealth, like some of the topics that I mentioned about and launching a show here to educate the world on wealth creation.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, man. So much to unfold there, but I mean, it just, you just <laughs> laid it all out, brother. What's some good news stories coming out of what you've been doing so far? What is one of your, I, I, actually, I'm not going to ask that because when people ask me who are my favorite conversations you're with, it's yeah. always the last person that I talk to just because they're top of mind. But um, <laughs> what are some of the biggest takeaways that you've gotten just from doing the show and everything else you have going on?
0: That's funny. I've gotten that question too, Wally. Uh, I think a lot of people are interested to know and I I do struggle with that. My my sort of answer, my canned answer now is like, listen, my shows are like my children. Like I love them all equally. Um, And you're right. It's like the the, the one that you invest the time with that's most recent generally is is the one that's top of mind and and fresh. Um, I've been very fortunate that on the show, and we've only done We've only uh, started the show since September, only four months at the time of this, four or five months at the time of of us talking, and we've done about 60 shows, which has been crazy and chaotic uh, and and a blessing at the same time because I've got to interview a lot of people, uh, everyone from Danica Patrick on building teams and how she transitioned from being a professional race car driver into entrepreneurship, and she's out there hustling a book, a vineyard, all that. We talked to Shannon Miller on the show who was uh, part of the Olympic team, the first Olympic team, women's team to beat the Russians, a part of the mag seven. And if that weren't enough, it, uh, she beat ovarian cancer. And, and while well, I don't know if you know this, but 50% of the women, women that get ovarian cancer, her type of ovarian cancer don't make it. And so the fact that she, you know, had this emotional high of, you know, winning, you know, all these gold medals to now a low conquering it and now stepping into entrepreneurship and investing, uh, fascinating. And so, you know, at the end of the day, what I've, what I've learned is that we're all human, It's very easy to look at people and say, wow, they're successful. They, you know, must have had a secret and it's no secret. It's just hard work. It's putting in the time and really eliminating distractions. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy at all. It's really eliminating distractions. And and the special sauce that I want to add on to that because I used to do it is I'd look at somebody that was successful Let's say like a Mark Zuckerberg, right? Or or somebody that I read, you know, you know, the founder of Google, and I'd read about their routine and I'd say, Well, you know, they're obviously a billionaire. Dustin is not a billionaire. I should subscribe to this routine. And I started going nuts because I tried to take this person's routine and make it mine, like word for word. And then I'd I'd read about another routine from another founder. I'm like, oh, I kind of gel with this person better. I'm gonna take that last routine, I'm gonna try to incorporate. And so that led to me like. Meditating and journaling and, and going to the gym and doing like all this stuff and i'm like man I'm gonna have no time to work because i'm gonna be a, like a monk like doing all these like crazy routines And so what i've come to realize is you've got to pick and choose you've got to try things on and you've got to go with What resonates with you and what works for you? And so that's the biggest lesson that i'm learning is pick and choose and try a lot of different things and then you know maybe you lose some of the things that got you here. And and obviously that old saying, Wally is what got you here, won't get you there. And so maybe you're going to have a routine for a while. You're going to do something and then maybe it's going to, you got to let it go and find something new.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. I have conversations with people all the time and now people, you know, it's brand new first week of 2019 and everybody's talking about, you know, they're going to read, you know, three books a week and they read 2000 books last year. And, And I'm like, you know what, that's great. Not really impressed though, because where have you moved the needle at all in your life, in your career, in your finances, so on and so forth. And the answer many times is no. Well, then why the hell are you reading all those books then? Find one, study it, apply it, take massive action and move the needle. That's going to, you know, don't, I'm not saying I, you need to impress me, but I'm just saying <laughs> you need to move forward in life, not just read all these books. It's great. I love reading books. I love audio books. I've got speaking, for instance, I got your book. I've got other speaker books because I have all these books, you know, that people send to me through the podcast and whatnot. And if I sat and read every one of them, I'd be confused as hell because <laughs> everybody's got a different technique. Right. You know, there's some similarities, but there's so many different techniques. And then my meditation and I could follow Tony Robbins or I could follow, you know, this other guru and this other guy and this other woman and whoever else. And next thing I know, I'm like you said, just sitting on a treadmill doing all these different things <laughs> and uh, not really getting anything done. But absolutely. It's great, great advice. And I and I appreciate you sharing that, man. Absolutely. So, brother, we're at the point, in fact, right now where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders Ready to do that.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's do it.
1: Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. I know you already provided some, but let's kind of, kind of pull it all in right here.
0: Wow. Three actionable steps. Well, you know, what's coming to mind and I'll share this. Uh, So I have that same coach that helped me through uh, the dark part of my life uh, actually helped me at my previous company, helped me through that and helped me in my new iteration. And so we came up with a business plan and it's not really a business plan. It's just a plan for Dustin, uh, for, for this year. And I want to offer it up as a way, uh, because you said three and it's interesting. My sort of not sort of my plan for this year comes down to simplicity. It comes down to these three words. So value and transparency and connection now i want to do my disclaimer while it doesn't mean that again like we just said this is this is my thing and i'm offering up because maybe one of these words resonates or maybe two or maybe all three great or maybe it'll inspire you to to create something but i often find the simpler it is if you can keep coming back to a mantra if you keep coming back to something simple that will serve you well and so i'll unpack this just a second so value transparency and connection so At the end of the day, Dustin desires to create value for everyone he comes in contact with. And it may be in different forms. The male person, right? Like provide value to them by giving them a smile. And that can be the value, right? That can be an example of that. In the business world, it's simple. Like when I meet with somebody, I, you know, I ask, how can I serve you? What projects are you working on? I look to make a connection. So that's pretty straightforward. Transparency. So much of what I've done in the past was like, it's all in my head. So as when it comes out, I often look to share it and be as transparent as possible. Now, there are situations where like you don't want to be like so giving because it overwhelms people, uh, especially if you're running teams like they don't need to know, like the revenue that you did, you know, yesterday might freak them out out of context. And so transparency is really about being intimate with people, sharing those stories and getting them excited. And then finally is connection. So much While, like you say, you know, we live in this world of social media where we're all connected, but not connected. And so go deeper with people, really look to connect with your family, obviously connect with fewer people, but people that will have an impact in your world and vice versa. And so those are, I wouldn't say they're necessarily steps, but this is like a philosophy of living for me, uh, that will serve. And I, I think some of these words will, will serve people listening in today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I like the, that's why I ask one to three, because it's so easy to just kind of break that down. But yeah, thanks for sharing that. What are the rituals that make the biggest impact in your life?
0: Oh, by far, by far getting up early in the morning. Um, yeah, by far. So I get up. So my, my ritual is right now, this kind of goes back and forth because I got two young boys and we've got one on the way. And, uh, you know, you just got to go with the flow. So uh, I get up at 3 a.m. Now I'm on Pacific time and I was thinking about it this morning. I'm like, man, I'm up before some people even on the East Coast. Now you're probably wondering like, OK, how much sleep does doesn't get? Because naturally when you say you get up that early, people are like, what are you doing? Like burning the candle at both ends. So generally – I'm in bed by like seven, seven thirty, no later than eight. The whole family is, and so what we do is we we go to bed that early. I get up at three. Everyone else is sleeping in the house. That's Dustin's quiet time. I love it. I drink bulletproof coffee. Uh, that's just butter in the coffee. It's uh, you know thing that's been working for me. And I get up and I journal. I have books. I read Sto- uh, Stoicism. Um, big fan of Ryan Holiday He's got to give a shout out there. And I journal every morning. And so I love that time because it gets me going. It makes me feel like I, I've accomplished. And it's not about being beating people. It's just more about me feeling good before like I even go to work. And so After all that, usually the baby wakes up and I just sit there with the baby and we hang out in the couch. Sometimes we'll put on TV, I'll cook them food and then I'm out and off to work. And so that's sort of my morning routine that really fires me up and gets me excited. And I'll tell you, it's not easy getting up at three. Like I want to hit snooze and I don't want to get up. But after I get past that groggy period, then like I'm into my thing. You just got to take that first step. And then like after about 30 minutes, I'm like, man, I'm feeling awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought I was an early riser. <laughs> but I go to bed about nine. So it makes about sense. I get up naturally, I just wake up like five, five 30. Yeah. So yeah. So journaling. So the guys hear me talk about journaling all the time. And what I get out of journaling, they're probably tired of me talking about it. <laughs> I want to know what do you get out of journaling? And what do you journal about specifically?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I have this book called The Daily Stoic. I think that's what it's called. There's two books that actually go. And so every morning I essentially read a passage, uh, if you will, and it's from a stoic philosopher and it gives you something to ponder for that day. And then there's a question that accompanies it in the journal. And so it'll ask it's all sorts of things about, you know, are you making the most of your time on this earth? Are you allowing things to impede your success. You know, like so an example would be, you know, um, what can you say no to so that you can say yes to, you know, great things in life. And, and that's something that's very recent. So for me, I naturally want to help and deliver value. I'm just wired that way. However, there's a detriment. There's even a cost to my family. So if I just keep giving and giving and connecting the world and, you know, helping people there is a cost to that because, you know, I got, I got to go home. I got to get my work done that I need to get done to perpetuate what I want to create in this world. And so there's that, that balance. And so, gosh, I mean, that journal alone will take you through a lot of different areas of life. Everything from like, you know, you've only got so much time on this planet to, are you being productive to, are you doing the right things? Uh, and I'm just fascinated by it.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I'll check that out. Not that I need another journal because I (laughs) currently have four to five, uh, but because I journal about different things. But that sounds really interesting to kind of, you know, bring up that question and then answer the question for yourself where you're at in your life that day. And the interesting thing I find about that is you can go back through that kind of stuff a year later and your answers and your comments and your reactions will be different uh, because you've hopefully grown. um, Absolutely. That would make sense. Yeah, very cool. Thanks for sharing that. So what are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why?
0: I just read Dave Meltzer's book. Um, He was the former CEO of Jerry Maguire, Lee Steinberg's agency, and it's called Connected to Goodness. So I think a lot of people would resonate with that book. He lays out some principles for life and how he's been able to navigate like what I would consider a crazy world of deceit, you know, ego, uh, which is the sports agency world. And he's been able to navigate it being really connected and spiritual and, and practicing a lot of what you talk about Wally. And so I just read that book, which is interesting. And then I'm also reading right now and I'm kinda, I'm kind of struggling a little bit with it. It's called, um, the 50th law. It's by Robert green. And I'm really fascinated by all of his work. He did it with 50 cent and, uh, that's why it's called the 50th law. Um, but it really talks about his life and how he's had to, how he's had to be a little a lot aggressive in certain situations to, to survive. And so it's interesting because it's challenging me. And generally, I've generally avoided confrontation, understand it in business as part of it. But there are some lessons in there about when to use it not not on purpose. But you know, if people are trying to confront you, there is an application for it. and so it's, uh, it's one I'm struggling with. But it's it's something that's uh, interesting to me.
1: That's very interesting. Two things I like to get out of that that I want to bring up is, one, reading things that make you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um, is very, very important. I I believe anyway, and I do. And then the other part of that is um, I lost my train of thought. thought. Um, What was I thinking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Goodness, what was it you just said?
0: Uh, Connected to Goodness was the first book. I'm not sure if that triggered anything. the second one. And then 50, uh, 50 Cent and Robert Greene's uh, The 50th Law. So it was really just about his you know, growing up in the world where he's had to be a little confrontational in certain situations to get the upper advantage yeah, being that, in tough that's environments. Yeah, that's what
1: it was. So that's what it was. The, the other part of that was a pattern disrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, if you want to get somebody's attention – uh, and a lot of guys do this. One guy that I follow that does this very well, and it's who I actually learned it from, and I've seen it many times. It's just really brought to light when Tony Robbins talks about it. When he's having a conversation with somebody, he'll he'll do a pattern disrupt. He'll just completely, you know, he uses the f bomb. He'll 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 ask questions that nobody else would think to ask. He even asked a question of a. Of a a politician who was running for presidency and said why he lost and he said no that's not why you lost this is why you lost and everybody's like how the hell did you say that to that guy it was because you know he needed to get his attention but the pattern (laughs) disrupt is what kind of takes people out of their normal frame of mind so that they can think and 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 listen to what it is that you have to say and get it from a different perspective does that kind of make sense is that what you're kind of getting out of that
0: yeah, absolutely. In certain situations, you've got to do something a little differently. And, you know, we all can't, you know, we, we all didn't, you know, grow up on the streets and, and have to operate that way in order to survive. And so there is an application and I'm, I'm figuring out when to, to use it as I go through that book.
1: Yeah, very cool. I dig it, man. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance?
0: I mean the easy answer is mindset and you know no one wants to admit that they're broken and it's not that we're we're, we're broken it's just uh you know throughout throughout history at least I've identified their cycles and trends and you know with with guys I can only speak for for, for guys and no disrespect to the women it's just I can only only speak from my perspective uh and, and what I've read and and sort of gone off in my head typically guys start off very warrior like you know we got to go out there we've got to win you know whatever that looks like in the world going you know and in, in your uh, in your world Wally. you know rising up the ranks you know and, and and making a promotion quicker pinning on uh to growing a business to making an investment and then over over life generally we realized like, gosh, we, we stayed up all hours of the night to, to make something happen. We did it through grit and, and perseverance. And as you age in life and what I'm finding is, you know, there is a place for, for working hard and getting that experience. However, you want to work smarter, uh, later in life, you want to not just get into action right away You want to think about the strategy one because you might not have as much energy that way But two, like why expend that energy like use it elsewhere. And so the the real easy obvious exam, uh, Example is Sharpening the axe so before you go out there and just start cutting down the tree you ought to spend time planning you ought to spend time thinking about What it is that you're going to do so that you just don't have needless waste and needless action now for my perfectionists out there, don't use that as an excuse to stop and prevent you from taking action. You got to do that. And so the reason, again, I want to give love to the ladies that that are listening in. The reason why is I've seen this a lot in a lot of the the texts I've read, you know, it's often described as a warrior and then it it elevates to a a statesman. And this comes from a lot of the the stoic stuff. And I believe it applies uh, to the ladies. I just don't want to make that assumption.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. Very good point. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Dustin?
0: Well, it's it's interesting. It's sort of what we define here at Wealth Fit as, as wealth. Uh, you call it abundance. We call it wealth, and. Wealth or abundance is that ability to have. Uh, we define it actually as an abundance of time, money, and influence. So, abund- a living a life of abundance is having the time to do what you want. Now, you can be in a job. I, I don't want people that are working, uh, you know, in a traditional career path to say, "Oh, this is you know another entrepreneur," you know, beating me over the head over my you know control of time time is like do you feel like you have enough time are you able to get up in the morning and do the things are you happy where you're at Uh, Are you able to do what you want? And the second thing would be money. And so, you know, obviously it's not all about money, but an abundance of money makes you have more resources and you're able to do great in the world. You look at some of the billionaires giving away, you know, 90% of their worth. They're having an amazing impact by giving that money away. Things are able to move for that. And so, having an abundance. Now this doesn't mean you need to make a billion dollars. You could make 40 grand a year, but do you feel great? Are you able to go out there and play soccer? Are you able to go out there and do the things that you love, spend time with your family, having that abundance of time and money, and then finally influence. And so influence to us is, is how do you go and show up for the world? Do you donate to a charity? Do you, uh, you know, are you a great member of your community? You know, whether that's school or neighborhood, are you donating your time? Are you paying it forward, which is something that you subscribe to? And so I know that was a long answer, but basically it is money, time, and influence. That's how I would define abundance.
1: That's really cool. I'd like to unpack that just a little bit because money and time got it. Talked about that extensively influence is one that we haven't had a big conversation about at least here on the show and when I'm thinking of influence and guys if you're trying to figure this out and think well how can I be that person well think about in your community look at the people when you go to church or look at the people when you're going to your social events there in your community watch the men and the women who people gravitate to for whatever reason regardless of their vocation regardless of their income. They have a huge level of influence and whatever they say, people will follow. And some of these people aren't righteous people, meaning they're not doing it for the right reason. I've known guys that were super influential, but a very bad influence (laughs) on the Mm -hmm. people around them. I grew up with a lot of guys like that. I grew up in an environment like that. That's why I left the environment that I was in. Great guys, but just wasn't a great. Wasn't healthy a healthy level of influence or healthy type of influence? I should say, you can use your influence and become an influential person. That's the trick is how to become an influential person. So that was the question after all that (laughs) that I asked of you. How could somebody start getting on the path to become that influence that they want to be within our community, Dustin?
0: Time. So it goes. It goes to time. It really does go to time. So what I found time in the environment. Let me clarify. So to become influential or to become an influence you've got to invest the time so you've got to put yourself in the environment so in in the let's say let's say it's a church setting if you want to be an influence there or be respected or be able to create change there, one, you got to show up. Now you could go to church service, right? That's, that's pretty straightforward Two, uh, you, So you should do that Two, to be more influential. You should go and donate your time, show up on committees, you know, offer to volunteer. And when you put yourself in that environment, you're going to see where people's pains and challenges are, whether it's the church or other people around you. And so now that you have that awareness, you can invest more time with that person, take more things on and say, listen, I want to help. Like, I see there's a challenge here. What do you think about if we did this? And so when you do that, you're delivering value. And, and again, while a lot of people would say, you know, th- this sounds like, you know, controversial, you know, one could interpret it as controversial if you frame it in the, uh, in the sense of value, all you're doing is delivering value. Then you understand, you understand why this is good. And so back to the church analogy, you go there and you offer to, you know, l- you know, lead something, lead a drive, you know, a food drive, right? So now you're more memorable. People see you in a leadership position and now people, you start to build influence. You start to build friends, you start to build connections. And so no matter what setting it is, that's the way to influence. And sometimes you can buy it, but oftentimes, the best influence is not bought. It is you know, you showing FaceTime, delivering meaningful relationships and connections, and investing the time in that environment uh, to do so.
1: Wow, excellent. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. That is really awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. So we're going to close this up, brother. Before we do, well, we'll definitely have your website, DustinMatthews.com, linked up in the show notes. Check out his book's link. Some amazing, amazing books on there, guys. But before I let you go, Dustin, what do we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to. I like to say this. Whatever your goal is in life. And you know, that it's a timely part of year. And so you could, you know, desire to to lose weight or, you know, be more healthy this year. Maybe it's start that business. Maybe it's to place that first investment or that next investment. Whatever your goal is. Maybe it's to find the love of your life. You know, let's let's put some relationships in there too. Whatever it is, this is what I would like you to think about. This is what I like to have you consider. Take one small action a day. Just one small action a day. And what I mean by small action is, you know, listen to to Wally's next podcast, like in the area that you're interested in. So maybe you want to find the love of your life. And he does a show on relationships, interview somebody on relationships. Listen to that show. It could be go on Google and type in like how to find the love of my life, right? Like something as simple as that. It could be read articles online. It could be go to a seminar. It could be get on a plane and, you know, travel to talk to somebody that's a little out there, but just one small action a day. Uh, and it can be a big one. No no shame in that. It's one smaller big action a day because what will happen is after a year's time, you'll have taken 365 actions towards your goal. And the secret is often it won't take you a whole year's time because you're building momentum. And that's the key here is that you've got to take one small action a day to build momentum because when you do that, a whole new world opens up to you, something that you won't know when you first get started. And oftentimes it will set you on a new path. You'll meet people that can accelerate your success. And so what I say is just take one small action today, keep the commitment up there and just do what you have to do just to keep that going.
1: Yep. And like you said, you're gonna build that big mo momentum.
0: Mm -hmm. it's extremely
1: important and then guys once you get that momentum don't let up (laughs) That's a lot of people miss and they're like you know especially on health and fitness i was doing great and then i stopped well don't stop (laughs) keep something going keep moving forward man that's awesome dustin excellent conversation brother i knew it would be congratulations on everything that you have going on man it's absolutely amazing i'm really digging it loving the show go out live your life of abundance man and keep paying it forward
0: Absolutely. Uh, While I wanted to add one thing, there is something that that I forgot in here. Uh, We mentioned the show. And so uh, for folks that are interested in the wealth-related conversation and building wealth, I did want to give this as a resource is WealthFit.com is uh, an amazing place, a resource. We've got the podcast, the show on there. We've got articles and action plans for people if you want to do stocks or uh, real estate or or whatever. Uh, We've got that here. It's an amazing resource, and it's a great time of year to investigate that.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. We'll have that linked up in the show notes, guys. So don't worry about having to write that down right now, but wealthfit.com will be be linked up in the show notes. Just go to menofabundance.com, search Dustin. Episode will pop right up. You'll have it all right there for you, man. Dustin. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, man. Take care, brother. All right, guys. So your action steps today in spirit of the way that Dustin and I met is to talk to the person sitting next to you. If you're out in public, say hello Whatever greeting of the day or introduction that you feel comfortable with, but I encourage you to practice asking people, what do you do that contributes to humanity? The answers I get are very interesting. And here's a little tip. Usually they'll say, I'm a real estate agent or I'm an architect. Push just a little bit further and say, that's an honorable profession. But what do you do in that profession that contributes to humanity? I'll bet you get a much more interesting answer and have a much better conversation. Either way, don't be afraid to talk to the people that are around you on the elevator, sitting in the bus, on the subway, or even standing in line at the restaurant or Disney World or wherever else you happen to be. I love having these conversations, especially in places like Universal and when I was in Waikiki, because people are from all over the world, and it's just great to have those conversations. Next action step is to get more of Dustin Matthews. Make sure you go to DustinMatthews.com and WolfFit.com. Check out all the books he has either written or co-written. I've got the autographed copy here from Dustin no bs guide to powerful presentations i'm telling you this is an outstanding book one of the best books i've got on my shelf and i've got a lot of books on presentation and i've taken a lot of courses and presentation this particular book is co-written with dan kennedy it's extremely powerful you absolutely must get your hands on at least this book but check out the other ones as well now go out live your life of abundance and guys make sure to pay it forward